was like, dicks. Oh, no. I was talking to my radio and was like, Kirsten, this is not the podcast. Kirsten, this is not the podcast. Well, you know, old people have famous libidos, right? So... Kristen, did you send me the jizz rag thing? Okay. Yes, I sent you the jizz rag. Where is it? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> um, and Brian, are your windows closed? <laughs> uh, Paul, you're actually the intro on this. Oh yeah. And one and a two. We're all together. You know, you gotta say it today in the podcast. Oh yeah. Oh, I have to say it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, you say it. No, that's not how it works. Okay. Today on the Geek Out Podcast, we're all together in Brian's patio. Because <laughs> it's written in. Yeah, did you mean to write in? No, Bob? I did not mean to write in. You know what I'm talking about? In the patio. The You're in the patio. <laughs> nah, just kidding. You're not. It's on. <laughs> and we're going to talk about how Animal Crossing New Horizons reunited a lost switch with its owner. We have some news on a new, different Game of Thrones prequel. Wind, we've got some bad news. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> reading out all the typos. No, no, don't, dang it. You got pooned. <laughs> uh, and we've got some bad news about Tenet. Who saves cinema now? Well, I'm sure glad I gave you the high act line. Uh, great read. <laughs> Who saves cinema now? Nerdy is the new sexy. It's good to be a geek. The Zone's Geek Out, the podcast. My stars. It's the Geek Out podcast. This is episode 94, July 21th, 2020. I'm kind of getting a little misty, guys. Like, this yeah. is seriously neat and cool. We are all together, safe and socially, no, safe and physically distant. In, in Brian. Brian's patio. <laughs> on Brian's patio. It's a beautiful sunset on a Tuesday night. And it's probably good that we started recording a little late because we had every freaking plane and water bomber flying over top of us for a little while there for a, a fire, I believe, on uh, on Mill Hill, which was quite spectacular to, to drive through that smoke. Yeah. Anyway, I'm Webmeister Bud. I host Bud's Weekly Geek Out Wednesdays at 7.20 Wait, this with is so weird. They're Jenny always, I know you just said it, but now it's weird because you're here and you're in front of me saying these words. It, it, it is, is strange, weird, But it, it also yeah. feels like, I don't know, here's my hats off to Zoom. It feels like I have seen you guys relatively recently. Kind of like falling every off Every week. Yeah, I, yeah. I, it's like, yes, I can smell you now, but it doesn't feel like I wasn't seeing you Here's the best week. thing about this right now is the damn internet latency of Zoom uh, and everything. This is going to be so much more comfortable and relaxed, I think, of a conversation. Yeah. It's going to be so much easier to interrupt Art now. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially because at present, he doesn't have a mic. You and Kirsten are actually, Kirsten and Art are actually sharing a mic. He's in my bubble, though. Due so. to technical difficulties. Yeah. So. so it's okay. Anyways, I'm my I'm DJ Boitano. You're all in my patio right now. Patio bubble. Um, yeah, I do the mixtape. In the zone, the afternoon zone. Yes. 
Great. I'm Paul Blasino, and I host that Afternoon Zone, but as Bud quickly mentioned there, filling in on the morning show this week, rest of this week, or whatever. And so I'm, that's why I'm tired now. I don't e- I don't even have like a oh, yeah, couple dude. of things right now to even tell you about because I'm tired. So if I just straight up fall asleep, Mar- <laughs> Art, you can take my microphone, I guess. I'm halfway through this podcast. Like, You're like I'm, really nice cushions. I'm pretty wiped, and yeah, yeah. It's, I'm right stretched I got a, out here. I got a hammock on the other side of oh, this. Oh, don't even put me in the hammock. I'll be out like a light. <laughs> Paul not having something to say. I doubt it. Uh, Art Aronson, <laughs> reporter here. And I'm Kirsten James. <laughs> <laughs> so this is this is Angelica Eliza, your and Peggy. That's, that's oh, oh, and did Peggy. you know oh. that Peggy was the one that he has sex with later? Yeah, his daughter. What? And now it's it's the, the, the same actress. Yes. Uh... Which Brian, please explain to me that parallel. What? Wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> there are... Hamilton again. Okay, so oh. with Hamilton, the four guys that are his sort of his crew all play dual roles between the first and second half, and also a dual role but is Aunt Peggy, the, the Skylar right, sisters, right, right, right. Uh, is also, um, what's your name? She's uh, the Reynolds. Reynolds. Um, yeah. Yeah, so she... Yeah, so... What's the... Because you were like, oh, it makes sense because he was the ambassador of France and he was the France... Just, it doesn't make sense. She got sucked, no if, part in the in the first half. Yeah, I if, wondered the if first you got hired for it. Hamilton and your only job was to be Aunt Peggy, <laughs> that would really suck. So they had to give her something. <laughs> Honestly, I think the Hamilton. I think the connections between the first and second half were coincidental, and you can't connect all of them. No, not all of them. But we didn't we didn't talk about so like okay Lafayette from Fran- or he's from France. And then Thomas, uh, Jefferson. Thomas Jefferson was like the ambassador to France. But dates. I think that's where the like the connections kind of end, right? I think it was written in a way that you could double up on cast, right? Yeah, you see, I think need... that's the only one that you is, can make that has so any the, sort of well, because like yeah. in the beginning they're like I or like the guy that plays John Lawrence slash his son says mm-hmm. I died for him. Both of them, both characters die. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that part had right. to make sense. Okay. Oh. And just while we're on Hamilton again, yes. <laughs> the third podcast third in a podcast. row. It's okay, it's good, man. <laughs> um, Mary Harrison uh, said on our Facebook pod group that uh, Jonathan Groff, at the time that they were recording that uh, Hamilton that we all saw, he was originally King George III. Yeah. Second, yeah, um, but he'd he'd already stepped back and he was into another job by then. And the actor that was playing him then l- stepped aside to let him play Whoa. in the in the theatrical movie production. No, classy, wow. which yeah. is pretty cool. That Dang, is. I wonder if the thing he stepped aside for was season one of Mindhunter. Maybe. Yeah, could be. Mm, you know what I'm wondering right now? Now that Disney's got their hot little um, four-fingered glo- Mickey Mouse gloved hands on um, Hamilton, if there's going to be a crossover to the Hall of Presidents at Disney World and land. Mm. And wow. if that's a really good place to get COVID, and I'm thinking that it is. <laughs> there's not a lot of airflow <laughs> and besides, in the Hall yeah. of Presidents, as I remember. Wow. Well, this week on Bud's Weekly Geek Out, a heartwarming story about a guy who lost his Nintendo Switch. Uh, he left it at an ATM. This, uh, all we know of him is his name is Mr. Zhang. This is, comes from Taiwan. Uh, nice citizen turned it in, 
to the police. Police didn't know what to do with it. Um, but wait, maybe they did because they fired up Animal Crossing and they went to the airport in the game where you can write letters to your real-life friends who you're friends with in, in the game and wrote a letter saying, this is the police. We found this switch. Can you help reach out to the owner? And it worked. The friend reached out to the owner, the and Mr. Zhang went to the police station and got his switch back. What a just a crazy, crazy thing that this game happens to be able to connect you with your real friends. This uh, is the police. Bring three hundred dollars. <laughs> we have your daughter. Oh no. Yeah, no. that's real nice of them, but I still think they should get defunded. Now, Art, you okay. had a similar thing happen, right? The police like came to your house in the middle of right, the night. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was scary, but it was also awesome in the end. Someone was buzzing my door at 11.30 at night, I'm falling asleep, and I'm like, who's buzzing me at 11.30 at night? And I go and answer, this is Constable Samuel Stevenson. I have your wallet, Art. And I went down there, and he had the wallet and had everything in it. It was crazy. I'd lost it about three days before then. So, um, you know, credit where credit is due, right? No. But, um... <laughs> Jeez. Where did you lose your wallet? How'd you lose your wallet, you jabroni? Well, if I knew, I probably would have still had my wallet. That's Paul? interesting. I've never lost a wallet. Like, touch your nice wood deck in your patio, Brian. But, like, <laughs> I've, I've, uh, have you, I, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I, it goes in the pocket. Yeah, it's the second time I think I've lost my wallet in my adult life. Aren't and you constantly feeling yourself up, too, to, yeah. like, you know, like, phone wallet keys, phone wallet keys? But the problem is now I have too many things. Like, you know, the what? wallet is almost the same size as my phone, and I also have my Apple AirPods that are, you know, also filling up space, so... I don't know. You get a few. You get a few drinks in you. And you have too many things. Okay. <laughs> what happens? Phone wallet keys. I know. I have the same amount of things, and I even have a fourth, or sorry, a fifth Why? thing. He's doing that on the. Oh, My, doing uh, that on the table for. For sound. <laughs> He's tired of look this at, conversation. Yeah, look at Bud. He's emptying his pockets of his effects at this moment. <laughs> and have, do you ever lose these things, Bud? No. He when says I, no. When I was in grade he eight. says when he was in grade eight. <laughs> when I was in grade eight, I lost my keys once, and I've had them on a chain ever since, and I've never lost them again. Oh, and Bud, oh, and I will get to your new little pods there that I see. But I, I was away the week, and I meant to say I'm, I'm so sorry to hear that you actually lost your AirPods because I thought for sure that they had stopped working on you when you tweeted about it. See, I was, I was kind of vague about that because I felt like an idiot because I had actually lost them. Yeah. Um, the left ear hadn't worked for months, so it was oh. only the right ear. Um, but yeah, indeed, lost as opposed to actually die. But I just put RIP in my tweet. Mm. P.S. I found them this weekend in a pair of shorts. <laughs> <laughs> of course you did. Well, I'm an idiot. Of course you did. See, people uh, misplace things, okay? Yeah, <laughs> okay. But number, you know what's neat for guys here, and sorry about the patriarchy, Kirsten, but guys' pants for the last hundred years have had a, has had a pocket that is completely useless. It is It was originally for pocket, pocket watches, watch right? Pocket, yeah. Yeah, that's where the AirPods go now. Isn't that wonderful? It, like, it's come back around. We just had to hang on to that tiny little pocket. Again, Kirsten, so sorry. You don't get pockets. No, patriarchy. You're not allowed to have pockets because of the patriarchy. You put I'm not that, allowed to own things either. So like, that's where AirPods go. You just got to keep feeling yourself up constantly. That's what I'm always doing. Phone wallet keys, hanky. Oh, that's what you're doing. And AirPods. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's the, it's the uh, Austin Powers spectacles, testicles, walls, and walls. No, he's doing that's he's doing the sign of the cross. <laughs> yeah, okay. that's a, that's a sweet way. Catholicism <laughs> joke. Okay. So, but what are your new pods though that you got? Oh, so they're Samsung Galaxy Buds Plus. So Good. I have I have earphones now that are named after me, which is kind of great. Um, 
Zutzi on Twitter yeah. reached out after I after I tweeted, and uh, so yeah, I got them I got them off her, and uh, very happy with them. Mm. They have the silicone ear cups, which is not my preference, but yeah. I mean honestly, the AirPods are the only ones that are actually that form form factor molded plastic, so I can do with it. That's fine. And I, I now I have the AirPods back. I will keep those as backup because yeah. they're just one ear, and that's great. Uh, but it's been really nice to enjoy full stereo sound, especially since Hamilton came out uh, walk, walking around with these things, and they've got kind of workable ambient version like a okay. setting they've got microphones on the outside of them yeah. so i can hold a finger down on my left uh earbud and then i can it pipes in microphoned sound from outside Whoa. a little unnatural and useless in the wind because it sounds literally literally like when the wind is blowing through it but it's really cool for like when you're not in the wind and having conversations with people you just happen to stop it and you can hear them just fine nice yeah okay so animal crossing Yes. Yes, we haven't talked about this. <laughs> Reunites. Actual, something about a switch. Okay, yeah, because yeah. my main question is uh, about Animal Crossing still. What is this game? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, wait a minute. Turnips for sale? <laughs> Write a letter to your friend? Why is this necessary to be a game? Animal Forest came out in 2000 in Japan, and it was uh, named Animal Crossing in 2001 when it came out for the GameCube. And you moved into this city... This little town um, with anthropomorphic animals. So you have talking dogs or horses or penguins or whatever. And it's, uh, it's yeah, it's basically a game of little quests. You do things for your animals. They reward you with clothing or their photo or, you know, cash sometimes. And, and you, you fish and you uh, collect uh, bug, you catch bugs or you dig up fossils and you can donate them to the museum and any spares then you can sell and you use that money to pay off your house and then upgrade your house. It's it's a life sim but in a sweet little world of, of talking animals. It also sounds to me like a game f uh, made up entirely of side quests that I don't want to do anyways. There, you're absolutely right. There right? is no main quest. There, I mean, you know, you upgrade your house, sure. sure. But I mean, there is no, there's no bosses. <laughs> there's no fights. There is no end. There is literally no end to any Animal Crossing game. And it is sort of an anti, anti game game. It is yeah. like a sweet little life sim. And I've always enjoyed it for how it takes me out of everything. Isn't the worst part where like some jerk guy, guy comes and visits your house every now and then? Yeah, isn't there like a cruel capitalist master that you have to be beholden to? So you're talking about Tom Nook who is the Tanuki who basically runs the place and yeah, he's the one who... Here's the thing though he'll set you up and he'll charge you an arm and a leg but it is an interest-free loan. You don't have to you have to rush to pay him back or anything uh, but yeah, he's kind of the capitalist guy in charge of this whole thing mm -hmm. and he gets a bit of a bad rap but I, I, think, I think he's okay. <laughs> Says a guy who's played five versions of this game. Since yeah, no kidding. It's like, bud, how do you think about Jeff Bezos? Pays his people <laughs> enough, or that's they make enough money? The, apparently, this uh, prequel project for Game of Thrones that was starring Naomi Watts is no longer a thing, and we're going to get something called House of the Dragon. Just casting has begun on this, so we don't know any, anything about who's in it. Uh, but it'll be happening in 2022. It's based on Fire and Blood, which is set 300 years before the events of Game of Thrones and apparently spans 150 years. So I read all this off the article, and I don't really know anything about it, but there it is. Yeah, the, the Naomi Watts one that was kind of kibosh, that's not new news, right? Oh, I didn't like, realize that. That kind of came out before, and 
I, I remember there being something about, oh, they're going to start focusing on, like, the House of the Dragon or whatever. Well, dragons sell. They're also expensive in CG, but okay. That's true. Yeah, but um, the dragons die off, like, pretty early in that history. So you could have, like, pretty small dragons or no dragons and still be telling a long history of the Targaryens. Sure. You'd probably have, like, factions of people who worship the dragons or people who are trying to magic alchem- alchemy them back or whatever. Sure, yeah. I'm sure oh, there's plot lines. The, the Targaryen dynasty, like, goes for thousands of years. Like, you know, between the Robert's Rebellion, really since, like, the founding of the continent mm. and Robert's Rebellion. Like, that's all Targaryen kings. So you could call it, like, House of the Dragon or Dance of the Dragon or whatever. could be all about the Targaryen reign. And not a single CGI dragon would have to be um, rendered. But uh, George R. R. Martin... Get back to work. Get in your closet, <laughs> Writing dude. Books, you mean? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Our last podcast, when we were talking about how there's that new Bird Box book, I was like, how's there a new Bird Box book, but I don't have George R. R. Martin's sort of, what is it? <laughs> Song of Summer, or whatever the heck it's supposed to be called. No, damn. Hold on a second. You're comparing Bird Box to <laughs> these epic novels? No, I'm just saying the Bird Box, there's that book, Mallory, right? They're making a Bird Box sequel. And I'm like, the guy that wrote Bird Box already wrote another book. And it's been eight years now since we've been promised the prince that was promised. And seriously, he's just fooling around. You can't force creativity, guys. Yeah, but it's not about forcing creativity. It's he's he's just focusing on other things. He's being the same amount of creative. He's like just focusing on the, the TV shows. He wrote that whole. Th- Sorry, I'm trying to keep my voice on because your neighbors are out trying to eat dinner over here, what? and I'm about to get spicy. But like, <laughs> okay. like, yeah, like he wrote that whole like the book, the F- Fire and Blood book. It is 800 goddamn pages of Targaryen history. What did you have extra time? Did you write that while you were sleeping? What are you doing? <laughs> he wrote the hu- the like the massive book that I have. It's like, well, you read it? No, no, I haven't read it yet. But no, it's like there's a book he put out that I thought was a picture book. I asked for it for Christmas, and I was like, cool, I'll have a picture of the th- Game of Thrones throne in a book. And I thought, and I guess a coffee table book. It's this massive thing. Again, it's like 400 huge pages. The thing is like a foot squared, okay, or bigger, and it's all writing. That he has written. It's the history of like the entire world in great, great detail. I was like, when are you writing? You're supposed to be writing the novel. <laughs> so he's, he's banging away at his typewriter there, but he's procrastinating. It's like, great, you're doing all these things. It's like you're supposed to be doing the laundry, but instead you're building a deck. <laughs> Do the laundry. I have out of underwear. By the way, my underwear came in the mail. <laughs> yeah, they're very comfortable. But they don't have a pouch. Uh, I got enough of a pouch. Listen, I'm not needing that much of a pouch, but I'm not wearing them now because I don't wear underwear after work. That's my policy. Huh? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Art just said that's your ballsy, and that's pretty good, Art. You should have had the mic. For <laughs> no, that. I'm pretty sure he said very ballsy, and that's you turned. Oh, I heard ballsy. Neither of them would work. That's ballsy. funny because my my gal tonight before I came here was like. You know, if if Paul drops trow, you should do the same, because I've got like a, a like a moon, like it's it's oh. like it's a mountain. Your with butt a, with is a moon. moon. It's a what? No, my yes. my sax as as printed. <laughs> sax, Under- sax underwear. Underwear. Thank you. <laughs> the sax. That- um, but now knowing that you don't wear underwear after work, a 
this is good knowledge. I will steer way clear of you after work. And okay. B, just thank you so much for that warning and not, and not, yeah, uh, no problem. not doing that. Okay, two things about Christopher Nolan's Tenet. First, we found out it's 152 minutes. I was just thinking about your face. Your face. Come on, you know this is going to be an epic movie when this That's happens. That's short Kirsten. for a Christopher Nolan movie. Right, exactly. You know Kirsten that. All his sent- epic movies are longer than that. Kirsten sent through the Slack channel the, the actual picture of her face when she read that it was going to be 152 minutes, Tenet. And it is... It, it, maybe I'll Photoshop it over your face in that group photo that I took <laughs> yeah. that I'll put up in the... Oh, it's uh, got to go in the show. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Brian. I, could, you, could you get that chopper in the? I think I think I'm cans? pretty sure the chopper's coming through. Okay, great. Get to the, get to the chopper. Get to the, get to the chopper. chopper. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing. Radar. About, put a mask on. <laughs> and the other thing about Christopher Nolan's Tenet, it is delayed indefinitely now. July seventeenth, July thirty first, August twelfth. Who the heck knows? I think it's better that way. This is this is a caboose on my train. I'm yeah. telling you, right? yeah, I guess Paul so, said, right? Yeah, stop putting dates on things. Yeah, just tell us when it's ready. Because here's the thing that frustrated me about this. Whatever this article, the studio plans to announce a new date soon. Dude, no, don't. I do the Paul rant. I sing the Body Electric. Just wait until we, America, are ready, and then start rolling things out. We will go. Perhaps we should put on the caboose train there for Kirsten here, because. From what I've heard, the reason they have uh, delayed it indefinitely is because of a rule in China right now where oh. nobody's allowed to be in a movie theater for long for longer than two hours. <gasps> so oh this is the goodness. reason why Warner Brothers will not uh, debut this movie because they can't get that China money. Suddenly China is your motherland, Kirsten. So suddenly wow. Kirsten is right about the time <laughs> period. So and apparently like Interstellar... I think it made like 630 million or something, like huge money. 150 of that was in China alone. Yeah. So that's insane. Right? Oh, we've known about this for a long time. Like, yeah, that's, most that's nothing new. Yeah, yeah. I did not know this. Oh yeah, they've they're like serious, huge, creative decisions are often made yeah. to make sure that the the movie is. Um, like, how do you say like like good for China market? Yeah, like, yeah, like like, like are, appeals to the Chinese audience. Wow. Number one, but but I think actually number one is that the Chinese government will even let it in. Well, yeah, it's got to pass there. Like there right? was like this whole thing when John Boyega from you know Star Wars and Disney he did that whole Black Lives Matter thing, and a really great uh, empowering speech. We all talked about it here, and then Disney was on his side, and Disney was like, "Yes, the force is with you," or whatever the heck he said, and then all these tweets came out and they're like yeah but where were you when you photoshopped him out of the posters in china and if you look at any of the star wars posters um john boyega is taken out of them because he's i guess black and people not i guess black he is black but i guess maybe in china that doesn't sell well or was it to make maybe it was to make the the asian characters more prominent on the poster is that why because i know they really want like asian inclusion Mm -hmm. and uh, like prominent Asian characters in their movies, which number one is actually overdue, anyways. So that's great that if that's the pressure, if it's like a monetary pressure that forces studios to actually cast Asian characters in, you know, more prominent roles. Great. Um, yeah, not so great. I wish I could tell you that that's what it John was. Like, off it, the poster. Wasn't, it was like a terrible racist thing. That's yeah, insane. That's too bad. But what a stupid rule! If you're going to allow people to be in a theater. 
Yeah. Two two hours is the longest that it can be. It doesn't make any sense. Like the virus holds off for one hour fifty nine minutes. Yeah. It's like, all right, you know what? Long enough. Everybody like five out. second rule, but for virus and it's two right, hours. Exactly. That. We're in the so middle stupid. of the third act of Tenant. Everybody has to leave. Yeah. Oh, amazing. But it doesn't make any sense. So. Can't you do? Can you do an intermission where everybody goes and does a lap along around the parking lot <laughs> and then come back and finish the movie? Huffing and puffing yeah. and spreading there. Like, I mean, look, get it's deal all done. It's like, how long does it take to transmit? That's the thing about this thing, right? It's like, yeah. it's instantly transmittable, super um, contagious. So you're just sitting in a room with a bunch of people. Is, if, if one of you's got it, you can be watching a Disney short, and by the end of it, you've all got it. So, I don't know, man. It's just weird because theaters are open, though. Like, they're open now. So, like... But is people, are people going to them? Well, Art was saying the other day that, like, would you? Because it's all just, like, reruns right now. There's nothing new. No, absolutely not. But Especially if Tenet not was... about the risk of virus. If Tenet was in the theaters. But that's a good question. Let's say Tenet comes out. Are we going? So that's the risk that these studios, like, they're running that risk. Yeah, they like, don't want to take they, they don't want to take that risk with sense. a movie that's $200 million or whatever they're... Yeah, opening they weekend, even in a global pandemic, is important. Well, exactly. Look, at, we're talking about China a lot, but... Guess what? The United States also a very profitable market on fire right now in terms mm-hmm. of virus. So, yeah, but you know, to to center it locally here, that would be the question. It's like a real weighing game. It's like, okay, I do want to see Tenet. So if it's out in the movie theater, now I'm thinking, am I in Victoria where we haven't had a case in two months? I'll think about that. Am I in Kelowna or Calgary? Sure. No, 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 no. The answer is 100% no. Am I in Vancouver where, I don't know, maybe we had some outbreaks at a care home or a meat processing plant? Okay, well, I don't know. How good's my mask? Right? I think that's what we're all going to have to wait. And guess who's not weighing that? Christopher Nolan and Tennant. Yeah, that's the thing. That's way too many variables. Yeah. Yeah. They they want open. They want a phase four or five open. I'm sure. I'm curious if any of you would go to the theater right now to watch like The Empire Strikes Back because that's what Capital Six was playing no. this week. No. No. no, no, right? Yeah. Again, like that's the math that we're all doing, and yeah, for a forty four forty five fifty year old movie, the answer is no. Absolutely yeah. not. The, seems- the only thing that's getting me in there is a new movie. Yeah, yeah. it just seems see. unnecessarily risky. Otherwise, what about the popcorn though, Paul? That yeah. you're always talking about. He, can skip oh, he the said dishes that last that. week. He said that last week. <laughs> yeah, and you know what I'm on is uh, I like to. Read an ad for Nooch Pop. Nooch, it's got nutritional yeast on it. Very tasty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yummy, it's yummy, bud. You like snacks? Sh- you sure. Puff. I'm not. Go and check out Nooch Pop. It's different flavors. Okay. Yeah, Nooch. Nooch. Where do you get it? Everywhere. Okay. So what is what is it gonna? <laughs> Chris was like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> I'm serious. Yeah, Red Barn. Let's say. Fair enough. But yeah, do you ever put? Have you ever had nutritional yeast on popcorn? I have no idea what you're talking about. Really? It, I've had it. It's delicious. But that's not the one you were do- talking about the other day. Wasn't what? it a different popcorn you had? Wasn't it like Crunchy Boy or something? <laughs> oh, that's something different. And now I'm going to tell you about it. Oh, that shit. was, um, so I found at a gas station. A gas station had an Asian or import food aisle. Which gas, gas station? gas station. Which gas station? I don't know. The, oh, yeah, it was like the Petrocana at uh, uh, Hillside and Shelburne. Very, very, very local. Sorry for any out-of-town listeners that hopefully we don't have. Um, <laughs> but I know, I was shocked. It was like, you know, like when you go to Fairway Market, there's like the import section well, or yeah, like Asian Chinese, section? Yeah, predominantly Chinese-run companies. So. Are you talking about mochi popcorn? No. Oh. No, this Is was called... Crunchy Boy? <laughs> this is called... 
Chick Boy. Oh, <laughs> right, I remember this on your stories. Yeah, Chick Boy. Chick Boy, and then underneath <laughs> it, it says... Popnik. And I read that and I thought, well, that's not answering any questions. So I bought it. And I don't, I ate the whole bag and I don't know what it was. And then, so the person I'm. It wasn't popcorn? No, 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 no. It wasn't popcorn. It wasn't a cheesy. It was like nothing else I ever had. Boy, Popnik. Somewhere down on the bag, it said like cheese flavor. And the person I'm currently eating snacks with said, well, that's what got you. You're fucking your cheese flavor, dude. You're fucking a, you're a sucker for the cheese flavor. It's been nowhere near a cheese, but but so I don't know what it was. And I looked at the back, and it's ma- like the first three ingredients were like some tapioca byproduct. No idea, but highly recommend. It is Popnik. really, really nice to be back with you guys. Man, oh man, this is crazy. Currently eating snacks. This keeps getting demoted and demoted right. each pot. Oh man. But back to Tenant and movie theaters. What is it going to take? Is it going to take the vaccine? Is it going to take uh, a smaller movie with mm. the less with a smaller budget being successful at the theater before a big studio? Yeah, puts this, out so a big this is not. Movie. What is it going to take for us personally? It's what is it going to take for the studio to release? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to take a lot more than what's yeah. happening right now for the it's, studios. It's the production of the vaccine. Yeah. It's the mass or mass production of the vaccine and the distribution of the vaccine and having like the majority of the population having taken that vaccine yeah. for any any of this to go back to normal so that movie companies can start. So, yeah. God, I don't see us being able to see like stuff like Black Widow or Tenet for a while. No, it's, it's and depressing. Tenet is a definitely a theater feeling experience. Oh, for so sure. 100%. I know because that that's a good question, Art. And the only other answer I could say is like, man, the United States could really pull their socks up and that task force could get to work and Fauci could be out there, you know, beating the drum every day and becoming like Dr. Bonnie and they could they could reflatten their curve in a really meaningful way. I don't see that happening. It's especially in the decentralized way that it seems to be going on down there. But even then, yeah, probably not. Um but another really good question I think is when does Tenet give up and are like, we're not going to sit on this egg anymore. It's like hatching underneath our butts and though? throw it to, no, that's right. You know, it's really not hatching, but I was going to yeah. say like, when do they just toss it to the streamers? Yeah. You know, when do they put it on iTunes and you have to buy it for 20 bucks or whatever? And I uh, kind of agree with, but I don't think they're going to do that. I think they're going to sit on it for no. as long as it takes. Yeah. And this is going to be a weird barometer that's of like, when are we out of the woods? It's be a tense waiting. <laughs> Tenant is our barometer. Like that's yeah. like, oh, thanks, 2020. This is the world, right? Um, the, the other weird thing, though, is like, I feel like if the internet didn't exist, that they could release this movie. Like, I feel like a lot of the reason maybe they're keeping it back is spoilers, right? Oh. Because if you couldn't spoil it or there was no way someone was going to cam the movie and get it out there for free, why not release it in markets right. that can kind of be like, oh, Vancouver Island, you've been so good. Here's Tenet. Right. Like, you get it. But that's exactly Ooh, the reason like... cam versions are going to come out. Yeah, it's just, it's too much leak. Like, they like yeah. their That's how they get people release. to wear masks. They're like, if you wear your mask, <laughs> Here's your you reward. can have Tenet. Here's your treat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's actually that would be a fun idea. But also, Kirsten, don't you know about the black bo- black market bootleg VHS that happened? Right, VHS. people were, would be selling Betamax tapes on the streets of New York City of <laughs> counterfeit shaky cam. It's just movies. like it's just like two kids 
like making it like with a little piece of paper they hold it up it's like tenant <laughs> but i would probably watch it right because it's something new it's new content it's 152 minutes eh? well there was some thought that maybe christopher nolan would edit it to da- to make it below no kidding. yeah make it to uh make it two hours but there was obviously a conversation between director wow. and yeah. studio. No. And I want his vision. <laughs> yeah, yeah sure. I feel like Christopher Nolan isn't going to let his uh, movie yeah. go out not the way he wants wow. it to be. Yeah. Art, a starting point. I thought this was a brilliant uh, drop in the uh, in the, the Slack channel for our prep. I. I'm really into this. What a cool idea. I had no I mean they've been working on this since 2017. I had no idea. Please tell us about it. So Chris Evans, aka Captain America, he's very politicized. I don't know what's the right word. He's very political. He talks a lot on his Twitter about uh, the things that are going on in America, how much he hates politics, like the way it, it discourse and everything, the way it's run there. And he was I guess he wants people to vote. Right? Because uh, people to be informed. Yeah, he wants people to be informed as well. So, a starting point, he made it himself. Like, this is, he's not a celebrity who is telling people how to vote. That's, that's not what this is. So, he created this platform, which it's basically teaches people how to vote by asking the questions of the elected officials and getting yeah. their answers and getting both sides. Yeah, and it's, in, it's, it's, a, it's like, it's easily it's easily maneuverable in on the platform and um, it's it's bipartisan so you know he's not telling you to vote this way or that way uh, and there's no what's really interesting there's no likes or comments yeah. in this it's just yeah. it's just information it's just inf- from the source it starts with sort of light bites and then more in-depth bites and then down to debates between uh, you know like video debates so like a point rebuttal, point yeah. rebuttal, that kind of thing. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I'm so ignorant of politics, especially American politics. I'm diving right into this. I think this is going to be my game. How does, does it work like anything like that, uh, that CBC Vote Compass thing? Oh, which it, I don't actually don't know anything about that. No, no, it's no, not. It's, it's not. Like it's that. not, it's going not to, about where you align. Yeah, it's, it's about, not like a questionnaire when, and then it tells you what you know who's which party you're most aligned with. Right. It is literally interviews, Q&As, or just like provided clips about a specific issue, one minute, maybe two kind of thing, about issue X, issue Y, issue Z. And he had to get all like senators and people in politics, you know, on board with this, which he said he went through a long process of trying to get in contact with really important people and a lot of them didn't think he was serious very slow start Mm -hmm. yeah some people were saying they've been scammed by celebrities or people who claim they're celebrities yeah and they were really gun shy about it and i think it it took there was actually a really interesting one where they they got to one politician and he's like this is great what can i do to help he's like tell your friends next scene he's on a call to get the next guy in and i like it's very organic and grassroots and good information Wait, is this a video or a website? It's a website with a series of videos on it. Oh. I'm going to learn my face off about American politics. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh it's it's a really nice idea. I stumbled upon it. Uh I've been at school my last my course that I'm taking right now. We've kind of decided we've had these group projects where we decide about things in media that interest us and things that we want to, you know, solve or research and me and a group of people, a group of other scholars, I guess you want to call us. <laughs> no. <Nope. laughs> 
<laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Students is probably more like it, but I love scholars. That's good. That's good. I just picture the cast of Hamilton right now. <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay, I'll never use that again. Hamilton, Hamilton. Uh, but it's and I we're, we're trying we're discussing political not political but social discourse and how we're all fed up with the way public discourse is right now social media obviously very bad part of it you know so anyway i stumbled upon this because uh chris evans is very politicized and this is this is neat you know what i think uh he might have done here is maybe has taken a step towards the solving of the big problem of the discourse problem that there is is that um but the no comments thing is very interesting because, and I feel like that's an uphill battle because it's very alluring and attractive for these social medias. Obviously, you, everyone gets to write a comment. That's the thing that people like to do is have their voice heard or feel like even if it's not, that it is heard. But that's what turns comment sections without fail if a post is even slightly political or, or could there could be two t- different takes on it. Um, it'll turn into a horrific fucking uh, screaming match and it devolves. dumpster match, fire. Mm-hmm. Right? It, it's horrible, 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 no matter where you are in the world almost. And so, no comments. That's neat. How about this idea? All right, I'll run this by y'all. What about, imagine if on Facebook, if you could only see the comments of people that you actually were friends with on Facebook. Do you think that would help? I think it would because then you wouldn't have strangers feeling like they could completely lash out at other strangers. If it was someone you knew like, okay, maybe it's your cousin. He doesn't live in your state or whatever, but you know, you're going to see him at Thanksgiving. You don't want to go to ham on him because you know, then it's going to, you're going to have to face them. With what you're saying. Absolutely. That might be an idea. But against that, just a point against that echo chamber. Yeah. We don't confirmation bias. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, I don't know about that. I think that within your monkey sphere of people that you actually know, um, there is enough political divergence within that, no matter where you fall on the spectrum, that there will be still an exchange of ideas without it devolving into a bunch of name calling. So I think that would absolutely work, and it will absolutely never happen because really? Facebook is in it for the money. That is yeah. that is all there is. And without the kind of wider interaction and spread and that organic reach to get the posts constantly in front of your eyes um, like a freaking buzzy squeaky wheel you know so you're always going back to facebook they they would never allow it hey uh zinc and stand-up paddle boards aren't cheap right zuckerberg's <laughs> needs that zinc money hey, hey. you guys see that picture yes. right yeah yeah ridiculous uh, there's a there was an article i read on reuters um this past week and a number of big uh, companies have pulled advertisement off of facebook though because of yeah. accountability that sort of thing. Yeah, kind Disney of was the latest. Them. That was, yeah. uh, and they did it quietly, which I thought was, I mean, good for did them. They, did, didn't you really? Yeah, like mo- oh. a lot of companies were like, we have stopped our advertising on Facebook because of this, that, and the other you know, kind of thing. And mostly like. And Disney just got some guy that was like, hey, go tell them that we left, but not that we wanted to tell you guys because we did it secretly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, good for them. Like Zuckerberg even had to come out this week and clarify that he did not have a backdoor deal going on with Trump. People are so 
he like he is letting that campaign get along get away with so much shit mm-hmm. that people were like, "What are you gonna deal with this guy or what?" But I actually heard a really interesting thing. It's it comes down to who's on Facebook. It's like mostly it's your racist aunt. And Zuckerberg kind of knows that. He knows that's what his demographic is. He's in it for the likes and the eyeballs. And and so that's why Twitter has taken stands against this stuff because he, Jack Dorsey and Twitter knows that their audience is a little younger, a little bit you know, uh, more left-leaning. So they're going to call that shit out, whereas like Zuckerberg is not going to piss off his base of people because mostly um, it's older and more conservative. Yeah. Because all the liberals are on TikTok now. <laughs> I mean, the Chinese government is on TikTok, Brian. That's right. <laughs> Are you still on TikTok? Because we circled that on the calendar a long time ago. TikTok's over, dude. No, man, because you, there was something that you shared the other day. All oh, that stupid thing that you were like, Captain, blah, 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 the queen is coming. And you shared all that compilation video, and you and Bud were like, oh, it's so cute, and cats. And I'm like, yeah, guys, that's been trending on TikTok that's, for like three months that's now. That's TikTok. That's a TikTok thing. <laughs> when you shared that, I was like, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, welcome to the party, pal. So, the, the Chinese Communist Party, who's spying oh, on you well through done. TikTok. Well and teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Holland is trending on Twitter after people on Twitter tried to start the rumor that he is the father of Nicki Minaj's uh, baby. Why did he, Hilarious. Yeah, did he do this or did they do this? No, this comes from an older, like I think 2017, some sort of YouTube video of of Tom Holland and Nicki Minaj and, and some YouTuber, and it's just fancy editing about, you know, the, which makes them look like they're proclaiming their love for each other. So this, this is a long-standing joke, is what it is, basically. And it's just come back up uh, now that Nicki Minaj is pregnant. Interesting. In other news, Uncharted started filming this week. No! Yeah. Really? Wow. Yeah. And is Tom Holland still young enough He's to still be playing? <laughs> yeah. He didn't have to be bumped up to Sully. He doesn't have to be and Sully. And they out Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. <laughs> How are they filming that? I guess it's in, like, they've quarantined everyone for 14 days. Maybe, yeah. And... I think that's what Crazy. they do. Yeah. Wow. You got to start thinking about, yeah, movie studios and what they're doing. And probably that's one of them is, um, you know, quarantine for 14 days and then get started. And, mm-hmm. But I did hear of, and I don't remember what movie it was, but there was a studio, like a movie shoot that actually had to halt production because um, some of the crew got COVID. You mean when Tom Hanks got COVID? He was Elvis? No. Movie? No, 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 because this was recent, more oh, okay. recent. So mm. this is kind of when things are starting to fire back up again. Hmm. Well, hopefully Uncharted finally gets filmed. I love how it took a pandemic for it finally to start filming. Right? No kidding, eh? Like, this thing has been fragile as, as, as the lightest breeze will, like, pause production or change your casting or whatever. And, and in the world's toughest circumstances, now it's filming? <laughs> <laughs> Brian, you're a reader of the Walking Dead graphic novel. Anybody else here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I read, read them. So what do you think of them being re-released in color in October 2020? I'm not gonna reread them. I don't know. Oh. I, yeah. yeah, I don't need to see them in color. What's like? What, what your imagination's not good enough? That's, 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 the thing, right? yeah. that's yeah. I think there were portions, especially in the early days of the comic. You know, when when you have kind of it's just a smaller group. Rick's meeting up with, um, you know, some of I got. I guess I'm forgetting some of these characters, Tyrese and and them, and they're in that house. I think the thing that I loved about it ble- being black and white is that it did leave a lot to imagination because there's a lot of darkness 
mm-hmm. in it. And yeah. um, and I, that's just kind of how I think he originally envisioned it. You know, well, I feel like it's like a white. choice, too, because, I mean, as much as The Walking Dead is about, like, humanity and not so much the zombie apocalypse, there's still zombies and they still bash their heads in. And I mm-hmm. think that that was the choice. Oh, I missed you open sparkly boys on the podcast. Right? Yeah, no, <laughs> no, no, no. But, uh, like, I think that that was a choice that, like, Robert Kirkman... And he didn't draw it, too. I don't know who the penciler was. Yeah, I can't no, think of it right no. now. But, like, to do it in black and white because it wasn't about the gore and it wasn't about the blood. It wasn't about the violence. It's about the people. So it's yeah. interesting that there – I don't know. I don't – I don't – money, I guess. Yeah. I well, sure. I that's – is. Yeah, well, I've certainly leafed through enough of those books while I was loitering in the chapters, God rest their soul, and because um, chapters went out of business, right? The one downtown. Indigo. They're Indigo now. Okay. Anyways, um, and I always found that that was a very deliberate stylistic choice to be in black and white. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that it it really worked with the gore that I think on paper when you you have like a bright red blood and guts and exploding head and whatever, it's just like it doesn't really work or it's like kind of almost cartoonish. Whereas like in black and white, it's like kind of jarring that's what i um you know took from it when i was leafing through and also don't you remember when like amc re-released what was it the first season or first few episodes of the tv show and in they put and it in black and white oh. yeah yeah on I, purpose yeah, it was yeah. like it was like a halloween special or some shit but like it worked yes yeah. like yes. obviously they made the choice to divert from the comic and do it in full television color like any other tv show on tv but then they did it in black and white, and it was really cool. It was really well worth rewatching those episodes, and it made it hella spookier because it reminded you of uh, Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, sure. Super yeah. classic, right? So, well, because they they even did like when they first released The Walking Dead, um, and even the scenes where Rick was still by himself in the hospital, um, they did a lot had a lot of creative choices where even though they filmed it in color, it still felt the same as the comic where they were using like the negative space like there's the, I remember yeah. the scene where Rick is going down the stairwell and he only has a match to light it right, right? Yes. and it's all oh, you see you so see good. like God, this yeah. dark stairwell and he's kind of like at the top corner yeah. and then he's kind of slowly coming down and you just see this ball of light following yeah. him and they're, they're, like that's the thing that I liked about the comic is that in the, the fact that it's not in color is there's a lot of negative space there right. yeah. and it's just a little bit more eerie yeah so. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. That show was good when it started. Holy yeah. shit. I feel weird because whenever like Walking Dead shows up on the cue sheet, I'm like eyes glazed. Yeah. I was like, all right. Now Brian talks. I pay attention later. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, because I just have not watched that show in so long, and I feel so bad for abandoning it. But it was so good. Yeah. It was. Yeah. So, that was so exciting. What year was that when that TV show first came out? Uh, over 10, 10 years. 2008? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. Wow, yeah. Ah, I can't believe it's still on. What year is it now? Who's talking? <laughs> Nobody knows. Who's talking? Nobody knows anymore. <laughs> Paul, where did you come across this um, this ar- this website with the photos of Haruo Nakajima um, and the, uh, the King Kong armature? I don't know. What's an armature? Uh, like the skeleton that goes inside the, uh, the the prosthetics for the stop motion. 
Uh, let me explain, sorry. Uh, Haruo Nakajima played Godzilla in, I think, 12 Godzilla movies. And there's some photographer, Paul found this website, who, who took photos of him. Um, this post is actually from like 2014, but it was really neat to see. He looks like he's in his 70s now or something like that. This guy who is posing, who's just hanging out and getting his photos taken with the original armature, the the, the posable skeleton um, over, over which they put the King Kong, uh, you know, toy or whatever stop motion, that they right? stop motion that they use for stop motion for the movie yeah. so just a really neat piece of movie history did he play king kong well, no king no no kong he was he played godzilla but this is what completely confused me about it as well as it's like the the headline or whatever made it sound like the two things that were inside of king kong and godzilla oh, were photographed together the person that was inside godzilla saw the <laughs> skeleton which was inside king kong yes I, so i was confused i just thought it would be i didn't make that connection that there wasn't a person in an ape suit so i just oh, was like stupid gotcha. website is only one person in this picture lousy things busted lousy have picture. you ever seen king kong yeah i know and then i looked closer and was like Little toy skeleton, what is happening? And oh then I, goodness. again, I'm very tired. This week. You, you <laughs> just like trigger pulled, put minutes. that link in. But I, yeah. and, and, like, and for me, I'm thinking like, okay, slow news day, because what is this? And it's also from 2014. But then I, I went through it and I looked at yeah. all the photos and I read a bunch of the, just captions really. And yeah, it was really, just a really interesting story and really neat to, to see those two sort of, like that's historical stuff for, for monster movies. It was neat. Um, this photo because the man who played Godzilla, it was so interesting to me. Obviously, he's in his seventies now, so he's a lot older. But I, and it was just a picture. But I felt a real Godzilla energy coming from him. Oh, there are a couple <laughs> Did you photos find where that? he's really planted up. <laughs> really? Absolutely, okay. absolutely, I felt that. Why? Racist? No, 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 it's not. Very similarly, I, as you know, and behind the scenes, I'm friends with Marty the Marmot. And guess what? Marty the Marmot has the exact energy of the slightly smaller marmot that's inside that costume. <laughs> so, Bless you. Yeah. Bless you, Paul. That's yeah, fantastic. That's true. I remember uh, being, because <laughs> I, I used to sub in for you at the Royals, and I went to uh, one of those pregame meetings, and the guy that plays Marty the Marmot is the nicest guy. Yeah. He, like, he's the, the marmot that plays Marty the Marmot. You mean? The marmot that yeah. plays Marmot. Yeah. yeah. Nicest dude. Um, but uh, I, we were in one of those pregame meetings, and I I just had my kids with me because I had to drop uh, them off. I think it was just Aiden, and he was really young at the time, and I had to drop him off at Elisa's uh, before the game, but I needed to go to the pregame meeting first. And I so go your kids in with you for the pregame. My kids with me oh for the pregame, and we're in this like we pregame meet in this like sort of storage room. And uh, the guy that plays part of the marmot, he's out of the costume, and then he sees me. He's like waves at me, um, and then sees my kid behind me, and like gets up out of his chair, and then kind of pushes me out of the room. And is like, you just got to give me five minutes, oh, um, because bless. Marty's head was on a, like a rack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the head of Marty oh, no. the was like on a rack, and it looked like head. Lord of the Flies. <laughs> 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 So he's like, because he knows how big of a Royals fan and Mari oh, fan that Aiden was. So yeah. funny. Was like, yeah, you got to give me five minutes before then they had to hide the head. You totally reminded me. Like, I mean, I didn't forget, but I, it just all came rushing back to me. I shot a series of three videos with Marty the Marmot in between 
when it was the Salmon Kings to before it was the Royals. Right. Oh, yeah. And we were very unsure about his future, went the story. And so I shot a series of videos with Marty just speculating on what, what he job. could do. Yeah. What, what, you know, it was, you know, facebook.com slash save the marmot. And um, <laughs> that was really, really fun. But the strangest, most surreal thing was I picked him up in my 2003 Honda Civic at the back entrance of the Savon Foods Memorial Center. And he fit in my car barely. Yeah. Barely. Yeah, he moved back the seats. Yeah, yeah. He moved the seat back as far as he could. There was, sorry, police officers, there's no chance of getting a seatbelt on this. And he was just like the most hunched thing. And I am driving, and this is my life. And what exactly is happening? I drove him from the... Uh, Did he say something? Yeah, yeah, we we did we did oh, okay. uh, we did have some conversations. I didn't know you, you know, could speak marmot. The, yeah, the marmot. I had a conversation, and that's the thing. Like, I don't want to know. I I I am fully on oh, board really? with all of this. No, yeah. I I want to believe. I never want to. You know, okay. uh, we had a great um, a great day of shooting. Mm -hmm. We went from the uh, arena to a car dealership to the radio station to uh, Fifth Street Bar and Grill, and then I dropped him off at a Canadian Tire where he was doing a charity event. Okay, wait a minute, though. You're telling me that the same guy is Marty the Marmot all the time? Yeah. There's not yeah. several Marty no. the Marmots? No. And this was so well, much so his job that when he was the Marmot for Salmon Kings, he <laughs> thought he would lose his Marmot job? I don't know no, if we can be saying this is really inside point. stuff. I don't even know if I should be saying this stuff right now. But yeah, it's all of that. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. But, but to your so point, because I don't nervous. even know how we got on this with Godzilla. Yeah. But okay. So, but to your point though, it's it's because I and I. This is not me kind of blowing smoke up the the uh, the Royals ass because they're you know partners with us or whatever. But Marty the Marmot is the best goddamn yeah. uh, uh, mascot. Yes. Like in the history of mascots, fully like second, seriously, fully and second. then yep. also because I do sort of have that inside knowledge of who the person marmot. is, the marmot is, yeah, that that person, that marmot. genuine marmot, <laughs> un marmot in, in the marmot <laughs> yes. is uh, the, like the embodiment of Marty that the marmot. That is insane yeah. Yeah. to know that there is one person in yeah. that suit all the yeah. time. Yeah. That is in, in marmot. It's what. And they're endangered too. For so, for only one to be in there, that's yeah, right. Makes sense. That's it's, slightly it's smaller, brand. five foot marmot. Yeah. Yes, but you know what? And you think like, oh yeah, you you wouldn't ever know. Who knows? It's just a giant marmot in a diaper, right? It's walking around. Okay, whatever. But you would notice. But it's like you know, when Chewbacca is not exactly Chewbacca. exactly yes. yeah yeah and. When when I was in high school, our bear mascot for our basketball team could do a flip, and then the next year when he graduated and some his girlfriend took over as the bear, she couldn't do a flip, and we all knew. Yeah. yeah. So to bring this right back around, that actor played Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll see if you are employed by the Royals next year. <laughs> Idris Elba says that old shows and movies should have warnings instead of being censored or removed. This isn't a quote from Idris Elba, this is a quote from the article that's written about this, and it says, In essence, the burden is on the platform holder to educate the audience, explain why the content was wrong-headed to begin with, and prompt viewers to explore why such choices are being corrected now. I think that's really smart. I think there might be some exceptions, Song of the South, where you might that 
no amount of disclaimers would would save it. But in general, yeah, it's a product of the time, and it's a good example of what not to do. Maybe? I feel like this article in this is in direct reaction to Song of the South, though, and it's saying like, no, you should play this. It's like the same mm. reason why I had to watch Triumph of the Will in school. Like that's what I was going to ask. Though, is like I, I didn't actually get a chance to click on that link sure. uh, before, but uh, okay, where is that? Book.com. That's okay. So well, <laughs> there you go. So so take that but as you. <laughs> in what context is he saying that? Is he like was he somebody? Did somebody ask him about cancel culture in general or? That's a great. I, I, that's a great guy. I don't know. <laughs> so let's just take this for what we see it as. <laughs> like let's take it for a spin. <laughs> yeah, I. I, I agree with this. I I think it's different in when you think about like statues being torn down that have, you know, historical value that everybody, you know, there's reasons why people want to keep the statues up, right? Mm-hmm. There is a side of the public that want that. They don't want to lose that history. I'm on the other side, whereas if it offends someone, if it stands for something hateful, we can we can read about it's somewhere else. Yeah, it doesn't have to be to there. Learn history. Yeah, there's yes. other ways to learn history. I but this is a little bit different because I think like movie what's what was the movie Gone with the Wind? There's very you know, it's mm-hmm. it's very outdated. It's uh there's a lot of things that, that don't stand up at all in that movie. But it is also a it's it's a product of a lot of people's work on these movies, right? So it doesn't it's not just singular. It's like a lot of people put a lot of work into this movie, even though it's outdated. You know, people are still proud of the work that they put in, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where I think you can be proud of the work that it put that it put in, that mm-hmm. you put into it, that people have put into it, without you know being proud of you know maybe the, the message, yeah, the message that it puts out. The time. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I think if that makes any sense. No, totally, it does, and I think it's a, it's a kind of a apt analogy with the statues, and I think that here's the thing about. Every single thing about this, all they all have a place, an appropriate place, and sometimes in the context of what that place is, that place has to change over time, but it doesn't mean that anything should be destroyed. Um, you know that whole thing about how actually nothing is destroyed, it's only ever changed? Do you know what I mean? Like when you die, your body doesn't isn't destroyed, it just turns back into the you know, basic building blocks of carbon that it was built out of to begin with and then goes back to the earth and same that's why people say we're made of the same stuff that exploded out of the stars millions of years ago right mm-hmm. like nothing ever is destroyed the universe is, has the exact same amount of matter as when it exploded into life it just always is constantly changing that was, that was me I being tired I thought you said you wanted to only be philosophical <laughs> once a month I know sorry this <laughs> is my <laughs> philosophy but in that respect so so for instance like you're saying the statues for a long time these statues were in places of honor because we wanted you know some people wanted to honor these figures and as history marched forward and we re-realized and recontextualized what the statues and the people they were made of um, were actually meant we decided that they don't belong in the town square or at city hall they belong either sure maybe sometimes appropriately at the bottom of a river mm. or to quote a very famous archaeologist it belongs in a museum right uh-huh. and that's really where these things these things are pieces of art and they belong somewhere and probably in a museum with a plaque contextualizing them is the exact place for it. Now, in terms of movies, I reckon that Idris here fancies himself a bit of an artist 
And he's thinking from that perspective. Hey, I've seen cats address you. Settle down. (laughs) 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 Um, And so I think he's thinking exactly that, that yes, people worked on it, that these were an artistic vision, but they can't be anything more than the time they were made. Mm -hmm. And you do not destroy that work of art just because we, in hindsight, can look back and find them to be a wrong message. You need to recontextualize them. It doesn't and, invalidate it as a piece of art. Ex- absolutely. Yeah, and art is really important. It's like very important, especially to look at the art that is wrong. It's mm-hmm. it's very. That's how you learn from your history to be able to look at art and the reflection of, you know, what people were thinking of and and what society reflected in its art at that time to learn where we come from and how not to make those mistakes. But again, it's got to be in the right context. You, it would be so cool, but this will never happen. Is if you have a movie like okay, sure, Song of the South doesn't belong in Disney Plus, but yes, we shouldn't just destroy Song of the South and strict stricken it from the record. So it would be kind of cool if, yeah, okay, you want to watch Song of the South? Great. Here's a uh, course you need to take. Right, oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And not like, not like a long yeah. course or something like that. Like maybe some like Google questions you need to answer. Yeah. You got to read the Wikipedia like I did about this is why it's bad. You're going to watch yeah. it and you're not going to think it's what that bad because like there's nothing overtly But I love right. that idea of attaching Be- it to it. Before it starts, what about like a pe- like a, a featurette? Yes. Yeah. It has to play before the, the right. movie. Like you a can't PSA. skip it. Yeah, Unskippable. you can't skip it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, hell, like if we could do choose your own adventure thing with your smart TV and our iPads and whatever, why not? Just like a, you, you have to take a quiz first. Slavery, yes, no, maybe, right? So <laughs> <laughs> you hit that number B, like you don't get to watch this show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's not actually a terrible idea. Yeah, because like then you get the context, yeah. which is like I think it's still having not seen Song of the South, but. Having read about it extensively, mm-hmm. I feel like if I were to have watched it without reading about it first, I would have been like, what's the deal? This isn't so bad. Yeah. So, yeah, if, you, if I mean, that's never going to happen, but there's our million-dollar pie-in-the-sky dream idea. That and only talking to our friends on Facebook. <laughs> Welcome to the Idealist Podcast. Yeah, wow. um, or maybe like maybe there's a pop up video version with like pop up oh, video. Whoop, whoop. Racist. That's a yeah. Racist. <laughs> yeah. Racist. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, whoop. An Uncle Tom was a type of character. <laughs> I like. I'm much like Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben. Yeah. Not yeah. terrible ideas here, team. Wow. Did anybody watch uh, Cursed with Catherine Langford and apparently Bad Swords? Now. Okay. Mm-mm. Anybody? No? No. Nobody else? Should no? we? Should yeah. we do homework? No. Well, how, I don't know how no. many episodes is it. Oh, yeah. Good question. I didn't even look. I think it's getting okay reviews, though. You know oh, that? I thought it didn't. It didn't. I thought someone put a thing in that was like, first season, blah. Yeah, I heard it was a bit of a mess. Really? That's uh, one of the articles that I saw, anyway. Okay. Well, does anybody else have anything for the pod, then? Uh, I'm watching two shows right now. I feel like they're both good, not great. So I'm not rushing through them. One of them is Bosch. It's on Amazon Prime. What's it about? Uh, it's with uh, Titus Delavere, I think his name. Anyway, he's a uh, he's like a character actor that if you saw him, you'd be like, I know this guy, but you wouldn't expect him to carry his own show. Does he play a lot of cops? Uh, he might. Yeah. So this show is about cops. It's about Hollywood homicide. I if this is Titus well Department. Or... Yeah, look it up. Uh, yeah, he's the lead of the show, and it's. Uh, like it's kind of like Blue Bloods with, uh, kind of with more hard hitting Blue Blood. Blue mm. Bloods is what it is. Mm. Um, oh my God, it's him! Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys would see oh. this guy. Yeah. How did 
Tellus of Delaware? Titus Welliver is his yeah, name. Yeah, Welliver, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh man. You would see him in a movie or TV show or something, and you'd be like, this guy kind of plays the swarmy dude. Anyways, he's now the lead character of this show. He plays a, a, a veteran detective. Well, Lance yeah. Reddick is in this. He, that's, he's, a, he's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. So anyways, it's, uh, it's good, not great. But it's keeping me going watching this. Uh, I'm also watching Animal Kingdom. Have you guys watched that? It's a Netflix show. Uh, bas- basically, it's uh, naked surfer dudes doing crime. Sweet. What? Yeah. What is it there's like? A there's a lot of there's a lot of naked people in this movie. Is there Show. dudes? Yeah, dudes. And you, okay. Yeah. <laughs> naked dudes. Yeah, Kirsten's I know. Kirsten's in. You see okay. I'm in. Uh, I don't know if you see dicks, but you see a lot of backside. That's not naked. And dudes. it's lots of dudes. Mm. And I'm like watching. I'm like uh, the, the story is good enough to keep me going, but I don't. I'm not sure if like I'm the target audience when I'm. Watching the scenery. I like how you're not sure about that. <laughs> well, I mean, there's other reasons to like the show, but it is, in essence, a show about surfer dudes who are always naked and they do crime. Yeah, but you know what? That's not fair. I'm going to speak for Kirsten here because you got our microphone, but if you're going to put <laughs> naked dudes in a show, dump them out and let's see the dong, right? Yeah. Yeah. How much zinc are those dudes wearing? <laughs> how much? Sorry. Oh, zinc. <laughs> I'm going to back up to Bosch for a second. Titus <laughs> Welliver, I, like, I don't know of any other character actors named Titus. There's, there was this show in 1997, I think, yeah, called Brooklyn South. It only lasted a couple of seasons. And it was kind of trend-setting and controversial because in the first minutes of the show, it's a, it's a procedural crime cop show, and in the first minutes, like... A guy, a cop, literally gets shot in the head, and you see like the blue kind oh. of thing. And this was like written up as, <laughs> as showing my age. It was the cover story in that week's TV guide, as how unprecedentedly violent it was. Oh, well. And being a young rebellious whatever, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna watch that show. And I really got hooked into it. And I followed a whole mess of these characters from that show. And this was sort of like the first show that I did that with. And Brooklyn South was a really good show. And I and I obviously clearly remember Titus Welliver from that. Oh, wow. And, and a lot of people who were in this show, like Gary Basaraba, goes on to play a cop in every other, you know, uh, every other role that he's ever played seems to be a cop. Um, but yeah, I, I followed the careers of a lot of these people. And it was... Uh, uh, just a really good affecting show for me, and so that's really neat to hear about this boss show. I will actually probably start watching that. Yeah, I've had a few people like tell me, "Oh, this show's great, great, great." I say it's good, not great. Nice, mm. but it's uh, it's definitely one that'll it'll keep you going to the next episode, right? It's one of those type cool. of shows that uh, has a narrative that keeps you going. Hard hitting, blue bloods, nice. blue bloods. Um, to go back to putting zinc on your dick, the one time that I got yelled at at the nude beach was because I didn't apply sunscreen to my deal before I went, so I was like, I'm just going to keep my shorts on. And this lady kept shrieking at me and shrieking at me to get naked, and I had to tell her to beat it. because I, and It's not like I had a problem with being naked. You can't tell a woman to beat it like that. She told me three times to get naked at a, at a nude beach. That's uh, Hey, lady. It's a clothes, the clothing optional. Oh, you didn't get that. <laughs> <Kirsten>. <laughs> There it is. I was Kirsten. waiting for it. I got it. Um, that's surprising. Um, <laughs> I yeah. said beat it, lady, because she was yelling. She said, I said to her, hey, it's clothing optional, not nudity mandatory. And 
the person I am currently going to nude beaches with <laughs> was nude. So it's like, it was okay. It's not like I was there yurvin. We were there for the sun. Anyways, I just didn't want to. How much sunscreen do you think it needs, though? Uh, <laughs> Listen, we not. if there's one place that I am like slathering in sunscreen before I put it in the sun, huh. it is my deal. Okay? And I just didn't want to do that in public. Yeah, because then you're, they're, you're just going to think you're masturbating in a nude beach. <laughs> okay, really? Like, honestly, you got to do it before <laughs> you... you yeah. Oh, yeah. No. You should pull the lotion out. You just, you got to go. And then literally beat it. <laughs> <laughs> so... Anywho. I recently moved and I discovered um, a bunch of cards that I um, found and collected over the years. And I've been waiting for us to be all in one place because it's a bit of a visual thing. And I wanted to show you um, just over my, I was going to say my childhood, but no, some of these are a little more recent too, like X-Files 90s kind of thing. So uh, I don't know where I got a lot of these things, but like I've got a mess of cards that are all different kinds of happy face stickers. Okay. And on the back, it's part of like a Salvador Dali Ooh. kind of thing that you would put together. Um, I just found these in a, in a box and I, I wanted to, to show them to you guys because I think some of them are kind of cool. Um, a mess of transformers Whoa. trading cards from from generation one Whoa. um action cards checklist and here's the here's the moment optimus prime takes the rocket pack oh. and flies after megatron wow. and uh like you know because of you course you got the touch yeah yeah exactly no this is all pre-movie um and what else here i've got one one card <gasps> gargoyles! From, from the disney show gargoyles one actual Great card show. and then one Goliath. standee of elisa mazo which is neat. Wow. so this card actually is like three layers and you fold it and then she pops out the middle and you can stand it up like a like a little standee who uh, voiced elisa because i'm pretty sure it was jonathan frakes voiced goliath am and i right about Irina that who voiced uh, Yes! Was it? Yes! Oh, no kidding! And to Bird's Eye View, Jonathan Frakes was um, Commander William T. Riker, and Marina Sirtis was Counselor Troy, both from Next Generation. Both wow. ended up as opposing bad guys on this uh, on this Disney Gargoyle show. Yeah, right. Were they, was, Marina, was she the bad guy? They were both bad guys, yeah. Goliath was a bad guy? I thought no, he was the hero bad of the guy. show. No, no, no. Goliath... No, 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 no. Um, Xanatos was the name of the character that Jonathan Frakes played. I thought he was the the, the main guy. I thought it was Goliath. No, no, no. Goliath was played by a guy named David Keith. All right, you Amazing know these things. pipes. Wow. I have a Robotech series of uh, stills. You know, these are all really kind of cheap. They're just like stills and captures from the show. Do you think these are worth anything? Because I saw an article the other day. Some dude like found a bunch of Generation One Pokemon cards that were yeah. worth like thirty five thousand dollars. See the Generation wow. One Pokemon cards. I would totally get that. I have a bunch of. Fascinatingly lenticular oh, hockey cards. Those are the McDonald's hockey cards, aren't they? Um, <laughs> Yelp. Yes, they are the McDonald's Yelp. hockey cards. I could, I could pick those out of a crowd. If you would like those, you may have them. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, uh, I also have tons of cards in my closet. Oh. So whenever when I when I saw these cards, I was like. Does Bud have hockey cards? Bud has like three hockey cards, and apparently only the lenticular one. A lenticular, by the way, is uh, it's got that plastic film mm. where you see one view through your right eye and one view through your left eye, so you can either animate or make it 3D or both on a flat piece of paper. Man. I love the idea of lenticular. Man, I tell you, I used to beg my parents to take me to McDonald's so I'm I could sure. get these cards. Well, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that on the cover of Cheerios, there was a T-Rex when Jurassic Park came out like that. Oh, sure. Yes. 
I have a bunch of cards from the X-Files. Sweet. Uh, including one card from the well-manicured man, which is signed by John Neville. Wow. Weirdest thing. I don't know what series this came from. I have one card from the original or the newish X-Men movie, and this here is a piece of uh, the material of his costume. Is that like what? a real That's like piece, what the though? material would feel Yeah, yeah, like. yeah. They've embedded it into the card. And apparently that came from the costume that he wore. Just from somebody's wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Is it leather? Yeah, it's like leathery. Is that really? So this was supposed to be on the actual costume? Or this is showing you? Yep. Oh, yeah. But the creativity in that. Incredible. Insane. Right? Wild. But the entire reason that I brought this up is that I also found that I have a whole mess. (laughs) Oh, what? It's not gonna make any sense on the podcast, but I think you should just take a picture of it because, like, the front of this card, right? It's Wolverine, and like he's doing a Wolverine pose, but for some reason, on the back, it's just like a shadow version and a bigger version of his face. <laughs> it's just so weird. <laughs> Look at how bad that is. Yes, you're right. That's like, pretty strange. I, I can't okay. even explain it. I think we should just take a photo of it and put it in the show notes. You guys right can beside see. the face that you made at 152 <laughs> minutes, I will do that. Okay, it's like really that's perfect. Angry, like. Penis, I don't know. Come on. <laughs> Jesus. It's coming out of a Wolverine glory hole. No, I mean, she's right. <laughs> she's right. It looks like, it looks like his face. Derailed before it's yeah. begun. Anyway. Okay. Sorry, what was the last part? Of Anyways, it, the last stack of cards that I found, a rather mm-hmm. large stack, is Marvel comic cards. Ooh. And again, Adrian I don't... Coulson, it's the original Captain America card. I don't remember, right? I don't remember where at all I got these, but they're all, like, this. the set is in numerical order, and I've got a whole mess of them, so... And, oh, on these cards in the back of them, that they have their, like, their powers? These are in mint condition, too. Yeah, so, I remember yeah, these Captain guys. Captain America, Hulk, Nick Fury, oh. Thing, Win Cyclops, percentage. Marvel yes. Girl. Yeah, and so they've got, oh, and Comics honestly, on them. Wait, wait a minute, it says here that Wolverine is five foot three. He is, yeah. He's short. He's supposed to be short. short guy. Yeah. I, I have friends who are upset that the the movie version, the cinematic version of Wolverine is, is, tall. Tall. is tall and good looking. Yeah. Right? Should be uglier? Yeah. Hmm. Well, not, I don't know about like, but he's supposed to be short anyway. Like. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, they got character cards. We've got little um, horrible um, puns and things. Like, here's here's a comic-looking clips of Spider-Man and Captain America talking, and Spider-Man says, Cap, does your shield come back every time you throw it? And Cap throws a shield and says, yes! And the second panel says, but I haven't taught it to sit up and beg yet. <laughs> Very good. I love that joke in uh, Captain America Civil War where he's like, that thing doesn't obey the laws of physics at all, does it? Yeah, that <laughs> nope. might be from that, though. Yeah. It might yeah. be. I got a bunch of miniature comic covers. Oh, that's cool. These Those are, are so cool. cool. And, and a bunch of team pictures. Uh, um, they're all yeah, numbered, hey? Like, do you know if you have the whole set? I don't know if I, I have the whole set. Like I just, yeah, to... I just know that when I brought the pile, yeah, it's a bunch of stuff in numerical. Art, don't sell your beer on them. Hulk's so win nervous. percentage is 60%. Okay, good. <laughs> so anyways, I brought these cards. I wanted to bring them like in person just to show you guys. But if you want, take 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 some cards. Take, well, take talking about what we were like talking about last week, like, do you think those are worth any money? I don't yeah. know. I don't could, know. This could be yeah, your Nintendo in the uh, <laughs> Nintendo cartridge of whatever we were yeah, talking right, about. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Right, this might be your retirement right here, bud. Not to brag. In my hockey mm. cards, I got like... A Wayne Gretzky rookie card that's Ooh. worth a ton of lot of money. Dang. Really? Yeah, well I got done, Matt Sundin, Pavel Bure. You got Bray. any one of those plastic cases? Yes. Oh, yeah. that's, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Screw it. 
It's what? like that movie Blast from the Past where he like sells uh, all his cards. Brandon Fraser sells all his cards and you can just oh, hundreds funny. of thousands of dollars worth of, oh, of course. Wow. baseball cards. What I do have in this set that might be worth uh, a bit of money, maybe, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But I've got two particular cards. Um, this, this is the regular version and this is the holographic version. So that's, I really like that one. And so, yeah, while I offer any of these up, there are a couple that I would definitely, that I'm, sorry, microphone loud, that I'm hanging on to. Uh, just like characters that I, that I thought were cool, like Archangel. Um, I have a card for Aunt May, which I think is really How tall is Aunt May? I, I, this is like so telling of me because all I'm doing is looking Aunt at all May these cards and finding out how tall people are. Real name, May Parker. Group affiliation, Grey Panthers. Height, 5'5". Five, five. Weight, 110 pounds. Pies baked, 984. What's your win percentage? Meals served, 11,743. Wrinkles on face, too many to count. Life-threatening illnesses recovered from... 23. Huh. First appearance, Amazing Fantasy, number 15, August 16, uh, 1962. Yeah, does she have a win, win, win percentage? Uh, here's the Cosmic Spider-Man is the other holographic card that I've got. Wow. Cool. That looks neat. And, uh, yeah, probably my favorite card of all of them is this card of Mr. Marvel, uh, Stan Lee, which is sort of <gasps> oh, all of the different... Uh, I bet that's worth like a million dollars. Thank anyways. you for coming to Antiques Roadshow. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Geeks Roadshow. Anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Too late. Oh, uh, that's funny. To say something kind of controversial, oh. Uh, oh, boy. I, just seeing the Spider-Man... products of the time. Yeah, no, no. Seeing the Spider-Man... Um, the illustrations of Spider-Man, mm. I think he just works so much better animated. You know, mm. I don't think we've ha- we've we haven't had that Spider-Man where I'm like, that's an amazing on-screen Spider-Man the movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They haven't been able to do that yet. I think Tom Holland plays a strong Peter Parker, but he plays a strong character. Yeah, a strong character. But like when you're watching him move, it's just not. Not Spider-Man. Oh, I disagree. I think mm. that I think they've got it pretty much nailed it in those Marvel movies. Mm. But I will say it is a close second to the Marvel versus Capcom arcade game. That's where Spider-Man could really move. That's the Spider-Man I believed. Oh. But I, but just like look at him. Like if you look at some of these cards, the Spider-Man animation animation is just it's. Yeah, there's something know, about funny. that Spider-Man animation. That feels real to me, though. That feels like Spider-Man, and that's what I love. Like, come on, we all grew up reading the comic books, and that's how we looked. Yeah, um, I like yeah, it. I feel like all of I love it. That's all what of I'm the iterations. Oh, you so, love it? Yeah. yeah, I love that. I just wish you the don't cinematic think the movies. Yeah. Um, the cinematic, yeah. yeah, I thought all of the iterations though had an interesting take. Like even the yeah. uh, what's his Andrew face? Garfield. Andrew Garfield, they had. Uh, like when he was fighting the lizard in the school, and he's like yeah. crawling around them, and you know, like they all had this interesting take on on how Spider-Man moves. Yeah, the so. Raimi ones, I oh, he's so stiff. Mm. It's like yeah, like a sixty-five-year-old man playing him. It was early two thousands though, so it was like yeah. kind of the beginnings of CG. CGI, yeah, that's true. But you know what I always thought about then too is like. Put a skinny arachnobat, an arachnophobe, acrobat, acrobat. <laughs> acrobat. <laughs> skinny guy who's afraid of spiders. <laughs> right. Exactly. Put him inside of a, put him in a trampoline park in front of a blue screen and let him jump around a bit and to, to get creative with the camera angles. Do it real. Yeah. If you're not, if the CGI doesn't work and it didn't. 
let us have so a hello sweet. from another member of the Zones podcast family, which is probably going to only be either the PJ Party podcast or the RAG because they're the only ones with updated promos. Oh, do you guys have an updated promo too? Yeah. Or between? Yeah, no, let's hear. We, we played that one last week. Oh, never yeah. mind, Artie. Let's, let's get that PJ Party Let's hear from going. somebody. Plugging BTS. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Jenny. I'm Crystal. And we are on, on the, the RAG. RAG. You could be on the rag too with us if you listen to the podcast, which you can mm-hmm. find at thezone.fm slash podcast, also on Spotify. I like to talk <laughs> about things that people feel for some reason uncomfortable talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like how many times have you brought up a vagina to a friend this week? Do you have nipple hair? Yep. All about your periods. Make yeah. uncomfortable comfortable. I bleed a lot. I have a copper IUD. You can learn about your body, our bodies, other sexual health related things. We bring in experts because I don't know anything, actually. Woo-hoo. Woo. Uh, oh, um, uh, yeah. You got something there? No. Okay. All of our podcasts can be found at the zone.fm oh, no, podcast. Okay, yeah, go. Yeah, um, no, I, I I really promised I would give Lara a shout out for this nice uh, message that she she actually posted about the pod on uh, her Instagram story and oh, said so cool. that uh, yeah she loves us all and she particularly was liking the uh, episode titled where things get serious which was like all their like political chat and um, is this Lara Icorn yes oh cool yeah yeah friend of yours yeah 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 Lara Icorn photo yeah yeah so uh, anyways I told Lara I would. I give a shout out. So I, which is great because I thought like that was a risky one. We were saying some, you know, things there, and you never know how people are going to take stuff when you kind of speak out about things. Yeah, because you don't want to be preachy to people. No, certainly yeah. not. And anyways, she seemed to really appreciate that episode. So and gave us like a story on her Instagram. So, That's so cool. thank you, Lara. Thanks, Lara. Yeah, for that. Thank you for listening. She's like going working in reverse order of our podcast, working her way back. Oh boy, <laughs> she she just listened to the one that oh, didn't boy. have me in it. <laughs> Said what? Did, what did she say? They make fun because they care. <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for you all. Now that our Podmate here, Kirsten James, has the midday show mm-hmm. when we like to record our podcast. Mm-hmm. When are we going to record this thing? We're going to talk about this here <laughs> in Boitano's patio. Patio. Uh, okay, how about this before we wrap up here, bud? I, what do you got to get to bed? I, I have to. Um, <laughs> wh- are we renaming this thing or what? Now that we're all back together, oh, are we going to talk yeah. about this? Yeah. Yes. So I guess we wanted to get some uh, on some audience input on this as well, too. I. Mm. Uh, and here's the thing. I may have misunderstood right from the very beginning of this thing that uh, I think, Brian, you said, why don't I not talk for you and you can say No, no, no Yeah, my original thought was because you did uh, have um, a podcasted version of the, your show with Dylan and Jason. Bud's Weekly Geek Out. Bud's Weekly Geek Out. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we took your weekly geek out and we had us f- five geeks, you know, talk about it? You know, so it's a different take because, you know, I love Dylan and Jason, but... They can sometimes be old curmudgeons and <laughs> what? not really, really <laughs> understand a lot of the technology you're talking about. Now, granted, to be fair, this was the podcast where I'm like, what is Animal Crossing? <laughs> but, you know, we could have a little bit of a, a, of a more enthusiastic take on it or I don't know. But um, that's kind of my original thought was we can turn the podcasted version of your weekly geek out into our own weekly geek out long form pod, mm. right? But I'm fine with like kind of keeping this the way it is, and then 
See, and that, that makes a lot of sense now that I actually had it sink into my brain. And I'm sure you probably said it back in the day that's in October 2018 ago. or whatever it was. <laughs> but that's fine. Um, but sorry. So my brain. Uh, yeah. And just from from my very selfish personal perspective, it just it always just seemed like brand confused to have mm. Bud's Weekly Geekhood and the Geek Out podcast um, mm. when this seems to have evolved into so much more. But uh, again, a name change on something like this can be uh, logistical pain in the butt but i, I yes, wanted to- that's so high it's like i i don't do a lot of the back end stuff aside from edit the pod so it's more you guys yeah yeah but it's just something i wanted to bring forward and honestly the only thing i it wouldn't it wouldn't be a massive change but i was just thinking something along the lines of the geek zone so it's like you still have geek the, uh, the name of a radio station right in the thing that's the only suggestion that i have not beholden to any of it just wanted to start the discussion so that's all i have i leave it with you for mm-hmm. i leave it with the uh 17 of you who listen um just share your thoughts please i love that yeah i like i like geek zone geek Zone's pretty good but geek out is just kind of rolls um yeah i don't know i get chirped a lot at home about like what are you doing, your nerd herd podcast? <laughs> like, oh, the nerd herd. There's a lot of which we can't sure use because on the show, Chuck. That's what the oh, Geek Squad yeah. non-copyright oh. version of their thing was. Uh, oh. Was it? Like, oh yeah, oh, the uh, Best Buy tech support people. Yeah, oh. the Best Buy. The Best Buy one is is was the Geek Squad, and then on the show, I believe it was Chuck. Uh, they had the nerd the herd. Nerd so herd. Um, can't funny. use either of those. But very funny. Because yeah, short is good. So. I, I can't remember who suggested the the Bud, Brian, Paul, Kirsten, and Art yelling show. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Naming stuff is hard, so I don't know. I, I, I'd i be very interested to hear what anyone who listens to this. Naming stuff is hard. Yeah. Like, the Bud's Weekly Geek Out was a thing I did on Facebook. Once mm. a week, I would ask a really weird, nerdy question. That was three years before, like, I think... 2010 when the actual the show the geek out started and when dylan asked me to do a show i'm like i've got a name that was great because yeah naming stuff is hard that would have been so tough but it just happened that i had already thought of that so anyway art aronson where might we find you on the internet between the stammers guys we got new episodes coming out every wednesday now the nhl is back the canucks are going to win the stanley cup and art aronson and caleb kirby are going to talk about it. And he you gets to hold the mic the whole time on that podcast. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I've held off this long to talk about Between the Stammers. No, well done. Well so done. are hockey players all wearing like the face shields? Mm. No, because they've been in quarantine. Uh, right? So no, no they, they haven't. Yeah, they have. No, they've been dancing at whatever every city's version of the Roxy Bar is on Granville Street. <laughs> I know how you hockey players go. <laughs> Paul Plastino, where can we find you? Um, on, uh, um, I don't know. Um, At Paul Plastino, maybe? <laughs> yeah. so tired. He's, He's so, so tired. tired. So tired. <laughs> Paul's been up since five, four. What? Three, two, two one. and one. <laughs> what? <laughs> and you know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what about you? Uh, DJ Boitano on Facebook and Boitano913, Twitter and Instagram, and in my patio. <laughs> 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 and our new midday-zy, Kirsten James, where Daisy can we find you? In Brian's patio, oh my God, in stop. the midday zone. I kind of want this podcast to go on forever because I just want to no. see how tired we can get. No. 
Like, I remember when you had a sleepover when you were a kid and you'd always like try to stay awake as long as you could. You didn't want to be the guy that gets drawn on. And then, yeah. and then you eventually get to that point where you do overcome your tiredness. Oh, when you hit that second wind. And you're just ridiculous yeah. and yeah. giggly. And you guys want to sleep over? <gasps> we can have a sleepover in Brian's patio. I'll, I'll, you can just draw on me. <laughs> can we get Nintendo 64? Because when I was a kid. Like GoldenEye? Oh yeah. my god, yes, GoldenEye will keep yes. me up all night. All night, first to a thousand kills. Oh, yeah. what? Are you, that's what you're, wow, that's intense, man. No oh golden gun, that's cheating. Mm. Odd, job, cheating. odd job is cheating. <laughs> <laughs> Brian's kind of wearing an odd job hat right now, too. We shouldn't <laughs> Racist. What? <laughs> I'm sorry. This podcast has probably gone off the rails because it has been months since we have all seen each other and mm-hmm. been together. And this has been super great, you guys. Thank you for all coming out. Brian, thank you for hosting. Yeah. Yes, Paul, thank thanks for bringing Costco food for dinner. That was amazing. It's very inexpensive. He's so tired. He just <laughs> leaned right over. Do you know how much a hot dog is at Costco? <laughs> Do you want to know? 98 cents? 89 cents. 89 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Even less than that. Yes, I'm Webmeister Button on all socials. This has been the Geek Out Podcast, episode 94. <gasps> Stay safe out there. Bye. The Geek Out Podcast is a production of The Zone at 91.3. The views expressed here are not necessarily those of this radio station. And really, some of those views are pretty stupid. I mean, come on. For more on-demand audio from The Zone, visit thezone.fm slash podcast or the on-demand tab of our app. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being a zoner.